Where do we draw the line is what I'm asking. So are we going to tear down the pyramids in Egypt because, you know, they were to honor the pharaohs who kept slaves? Are we going to to rip down the pyramids? Are we going to take down statues of uh, JFK or Martin Luther King because they cheated on their wives? Knowing, I mean, this documented shit, cheated on their wives, you know, um, Gandhi. Are we going to take down statues of Gandhi because he called Africans savages? You know, Albert Einstein was racist. Franklin, uh, FDR, you know, um, clearly did hateful and racist things to, to the Japanese. So, like, where do you draw the line? Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials, tell all your friends about the show, and make sure to check out the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast and Crusher Cast on the CEP Network. The network is growing, and we need your help to share it all around. In this episode, Patrick and I chat about statues and monuments being taken down, Chris D'Elia's current allegations against him, and a little baseball talk. If you'd like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, don't hesitate to reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any topics you'd like to hear us cover about music, sports, or pop culture, email us at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Now, let's get into the episode. Jesus, let's make all the noise in the world to start out an episode of Raised on the Radio. Patrick Blair. Anybody who anybody who's listening has already turned it off. No, they haven't. They're fine. <laughs> They'll be okay. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Do you need to mention that I'm in Skype land or is that a given these no, days? No, you've already screwed everything up for the day. So we're just going to roll with it. Because I slurped my coffee here. Because I'll you made all like the that. noises in the world. I didn't realize you were starting there. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it. So what is this episode 2024? 20, yes. Yeah. So 24 episodes in, I think every episode I've managed to contradict myself in some small way, be a hypocrite. But in episode 23, what I want to do is I want to go back and correct something that I said I said it, and I think in the moment I didn't realize what you were asking me, so I just answered the question. I wasn't confident, but I answered the question, and I want to I want to completely retract what I said because I'm way wrong on this. So when well, we were talking about, wow, well, I, I want to make it clear that I I I fucked up, and I'm I'm admitting to it, and I want to make sure that I correct it. Okay. So in case anyone caught my little my little flub, they know that I know, and they know that I care that I fucked it up. So. You, we were talking about Bubba Wallace, and you asked me, is he the guy that drove the Blue Lives Matter car? Now, when you said it, it, I thought you said Black Lives Matter car, so I responded yes to he drove the Blue Lives Matter car, which couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> it, he, drives, he drove the Black Lives Matter car. So no, he did not drive a Blue Lives Matter car. He never has. It's not him. It's some guy named Kyle Weatherman. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Is. There was a Blue Lives Matter vehicle. Absolutely. So I, I had to okay. look it up because I, I, 
heard the playback from the last episode. And when you asked me that in the moment, my brain just shut off. And I just said, yes, because I was assuming you said I was I think I was assuming you meant Black Lives Matter. Gotcha. And then forgot about Blue Lives Matter altogether, because I think it's an insane concept in the first place because duh to both of them. But still. okay. so, yeah, I want to take that back. Bubba Wallace did not drive the Blue Lives Matter car. Some other guy. The other guy, irrelevant in this case, but his name's Kyle Weatherman. Again, just showing how little we know about NASCAR. But I'm happy about that. I'm happy that I don't know much about it. Well, did you see the the new news about that whole situation, about the noose? So the FBI investigated. It wasn't a hate crime. It was there for a long time, so it had nothing to do with him. Yes. Boy, could they have fucked that up any worse? I mean, wait, they, they, is, would, they is in who NASCAR. You know what? They come, they come out, they stand out, stand up in solidarity for the guy. Why have it investigated as a hate crime? If you're just going to blow it off, you know, uh, at the end of the day, look, if it looked like a noose, fine, it wasn't an actual noose. Let's say it was a bungee cord, but just so happened to look like a noose. Either way, someone's making a statement. I don't care if it was there for months or not. Oh, coincidentally, it just so happened to be the only African-American driver's garage. That's what they're going to tell me. It's that big of a coincidence. The stars aligned. The universe aligned. The world stopped moving for a moment. And Bubba Wallace just happened to pull up into this garage where the now non-noose was. Come on, dude. Is... Is FBI automatically involved because of it being a hate crime? Poss- potential hate crime? Why did it go yeah, that high? Well, if it's a hate crime, well, I don't know. Let's let's look. Let's look. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But I just think that's just an insane coincidence. But Bubba Wallace came out to the he he came in the FBI's defense. He was on he was on a couple of morning shows I had on today. I know he was on First Take with Stephen A. Smith and talked about it. He doesn't seem to hold any ill will towards the FBI or NASCAR. I I think he kind of has to. I, I'm not I'm not look. I don't want to say anything out of turn about Bubba Wallace, but I'm thinking he has to sort of follow some sort of narrative where he kind of stays in the middle on this and doesn't completely go off the rails. Now. Maybe that's not in his nature anyway, but he basically praised NASCAR and appreciated the FBI because they treated it as a, it would, as he was saying, a real threat, right? Which cool. I mean, I, I'm with him. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't just blown off. But again, to sort of chalk it up to coincidence is just, come on, man. I, I, you know, here, I'm pulling up the story now. But also, you know what I didn't even think about? So that when we talked about it, you know, all the drivers, all the teams walked him up to the front of the pack for that race. How cool of a story would it have been if he had won that race? Right. He ended up finishing 14th or something in the somewhere in the, back in the pack. You talk about you asked me, like, who, who would get a 30 for 30 series and all this stuff? That fucking guy. If he had won that race, can you ima- can you imagine the story to tell there? Yeah. You know what I mean? And by that fucking guy, I mean Bubba Wallace. Shouldn't call him that fucking guy. The FBI report concludes and photographic evidence confirms that the garage door. 
<laughs> photographic evidence that the garage door pull rope fashioned like a noose had been positioned there since as early as last fall. So this was obviously well before the 43, 43 teams arrival and garage assignment. We appreciate the FBI's quick and thorough investigation and are thankful to learn that this was not an intentional racist act against Bubba. We remain steadfast in our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all who love racing. While angered at those saying it was all a hoax and that NASCAR overreacted, Wallace said Tuesday night that NASCAR did nothing wrong in its handling of the situation when his team alerted NASCAR to what it found. I stand by Steve Phelps, NASCAR's president, Wallace told CNN's Don Lemon. I stand by NASCAR. So he's being a company guy, which, again, I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him one bit. Do, do we have uh, the, photograph, the photographic evidence of this? Have they showed a picture of what it, what, what it looked like? So I'm not seeing anything as part of this story. No. Let's see if I can find something. So I'm not trying to make light of a bad situation or anything like that because if this was an, if this situation was what everybody thought it was, I completely agree with Bubba Wallace and it's insane and it's, you know, somebody should be in trouble for it. But it, se- it seems like this situation is... This is a potential hate crime. It goes all the way up to the FBI. FBI comes in and says, oh, that's just a regular rope. Okay, so I just found a photo. Um, it looks like a fucking noose. There's no, there's no denying that. Really? Yes. What evidence they have as to how it being there from as early as October... Because weren't they so saying it, it was been... it was like a it was connected to a door like a door like a garage door that you would close or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, the investigation also revealed evidence, including authentic video confirmed by NASCAR, that the noose found in garage number four was in that garage as early as October. Although the noose is now known to have been in garage number four in 2019, nobody could have known Mr. Wallace would be assigned to garage number four last week. Well, I, I, I don't I don't know enough about how these guys. Well, that was the funny thing, too. Not funny, but that was the weird thing. When the story came out, people thought his garage at home. They didn't even. Oh, really? Read yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how these garages are assigned. So. But look, man, that's just too big of a coincidence to me. They can say what they want about there being video evidence and fo- photographic evidence of it being there. Whatever it. Look. Someone, okay, let's say it was there back in October. Who's to say the people that assigned the garage, give the garage assignments, didn't know he would be there and say, ha, the noose is there. Let's, let's fuck up his head. Let's fuck with him. Whatever, however you want to spin it. I'm, I'm calling bullshit on all of this. I'm sorry. I have to. I just can't, I can't buy the fact that it just so happened to be Bubba Wallace that pulled up to this garage where there's a noose. And if you go to Fox Sport, if you just search, um, Bubble Wallace noose, and then go to Google Images. Fox Sports has a photo like on the front of it. But look, man, I you know, I wanted to be sure that I corrected what I said. I get um, it. So another thing I think we should correct from the last episode: we talked about <laughs> renaming Columbus, Ohio, to Flavortown, and renaming St. Louis. And I, I said I made statements about you know, um, are we, you know, tearing down statues and this and that. I want to be very clear about something. 
because I think there's there's a distinction here that I didn't make on the last episode, and perhaps we have made when we've talked about this. And I don't think I don't think it's a distinction that most people are making. I think they're just saying tear down all hateful and racist statues. To which I say, 100%. So if we're talking about Confederate statues, statues of Confederate generals that were part of the Confederacy and were fighting to keep slaves in this country, 100%, tear them all the fuck down, right? Tear them down. There's, there are more reasons than just because they're racist and hateful they should be taken down. Um, I don't know, the conf- Confederacy, those were that was an army and, and group of traitors that committed treason against the United States. I don't know. There's all that too. You could find a multitude of reasons to take those things down. So I'm with you. I'm not saying we don't take those down, but the distinction that needs to be made is, as I said, we are all flawed as people. So if we're going to start tearing down all racist, and I'm using air quotes here, racist and hateful statues or statues of people who at one point in time in history could have been deemed to be racist and hateful. And we got to take them all down. Where do we draw the line is what I'm asking. So are we going to tear down the pyramids in Egypt because, you know, they were to honor the pharaohs who kept slaves? Are we going to, we're going to rip down the pyramids? Are we going to take down statues of uh, JFK or Martin Luther King because they cheated on their wives? Knowing, I mean, this documented shit, cheated on their wives, you know, um, Gandhi, are we going to take down statues of Gandhi because he called Africans savages, you know, Albert Einstein was racist, Franklin, uh, FDR, you know, um, clearly did hateful and racist things to, to the Japanese. So like, where do you draw the line? You know, so you're saying if you, uh, if you take one down, take them all down for anything that represents anyone in history who has done anything wrongful or bad, or keep them up and use them as a symbol of where we've come from, or like where, I guess where we came from and where we've gotten from that. Well, look, we have to judge those people. And again, there's a distinction here that can be made. And again, it's there's a fine line. But we have to judge those people by the morality of the time, right? Of the time when they existed. We've evolved as people. We're not the same people. We can't judge them by the morality that we uh, function under now. It it would be nearly impossible to do so. But people are. And okay, I get it, man. Racist, hateful leaders. I'm with you. Let's talk about them. But again, if we're going to tear down statues... What is going to be the lesson, the lesson taught behind it? We can't just call everyone racist and hateful and go about our day, right? We have to be able to teach how we've evolved as a people and why we evolved from those things and why we no longer subscribe to those, um, those you know, uh, scriptures of hate and and segregation and and all of these things. Um, I don't have all of the answers and I'm not going to pretend that I do, but I feel like making that distinction or at least me making that distinction now, when we're talking about taking down statues, now we've used Columbus as an example because there was one taken down here in St. Louis. We talked about Columbus, the town. I'm not talking about Christopher Columbus. I'm talking about the the distinction that I need to make now is when we're talking about Confederate statues, 100% I'm behind you. 
If you want him taken down, I am behind you. I wouldn't argue it for a second. Wouldn't argue it for a second. But again, should we be taking the easy way out when we're doing this, or should we use it as a moment to educate those who need to be educated on the situation? You know, I noticed a little back and forth, and you said you were trying to tread lightly on it, and I get it on social media about this. And look, that's why the distinction needs to be made. Not everyone educates, not everyone takes the time to educate themselves right. on these on these things, you know. And I think that's the important thing that it, it, at the very at the very least we need to discuss as as a society is we think it's better to take down a statue of Christopher Columbus, but here's why. I did a little research. You know who? You know what the first group of people was that wanted statues of Christopher Columbus taken down. Now again, <laughs> I say again a lot on the podcast, by the way, but now I didn't spend all day doing this. This was 30 minutes of my time. Did a little bit of research. Now the story that I found, I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to do a little bit more digging, but in my research, you know who the first group was that wanted statues of Columbus taken down? Who's that? The Ku Klux Klan. Really? Because the statues of Columbus were put up in the United States of America to make Italian immigrants feel welcome in this country. And the KKK wasn't down with that one bit. Hmm. They considered them to be non-white citizens, so they wanted those statues taken down. Columbus wasn't a representative of the white race, right? Gotcha. So... I'm not saying that the people want that want Columbus statues taken down today are the same people as the KKK. And I'm not saying that they side with the KKK or even knew about this. But again, there's a distinction to be made there. So many things to be thought. So all I'm saying is if we if we're not going to teach, let's at least discuss. And the dis- the discussion cannot solely rely on the fact that we're doing it because it's racist and hateful. Yeah. And, it's so and, easy to call anyone racist and hateful, but here's why. And here's yeah. what, here's what's changed. This is how we've changed it. And part of the way, part of the, part of the way to change anything is the discussion. And not just amongst people who look like us. We need to have the ability to discuss this with everyone in a calm and, and collected manner. And in a way that we're all trying to learn from each other. Kumbaya, my lord. <laughs> so what about as far as we talked about we talked about changing the names of cities and things like that on the last episode, but we didn't really dig into like changing the name of streets. And that is a topic that's been been thrown around me and you actually texted about it a little bit last night. And uh, so they're they're wanting to change Delmar is it Delmar Loop? Uh-huh. Into George Floyd Divide. Okay. I didn't I didn't I didn't form an opinion on that and I don't know if I want to. My my initial reaction to that is George Floyd's not from here. Never lived here. What does the Delmar Loop have to do? with George Floyd and his death in Minneapolis. 
And what? Um, okay, so Delmar it, it, does that have a a, pa- a history, a past that they would want to change it for that reason? Any any of the streets or cities that I've that I've heard that they want to change the names is because of the past that is associated with that name. So I'm curious if Delmar has anything or if this is just a, hey, we want to change the name of something. Well, the are you saying does it have a history of not, racist and hateful? Not the lo- not the location, but the the street. The, the street name itself. Without looking it up, I'm going to say no, but I don't know the whole story. But the, 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 it got its name because streetcars would go through the area and they would loop around the area. They would come from the west and they would loop around the area. I know that much. Um, well, that explains the loop part. Right. Hold on. <laughs> Let me... I don't see anything right away that sticks out. So, um. I, well, let me just say this. I don't think that's going to happen. The loop got its name over a hundred years ago. And now this is just coming from someone who used to work. I used to bartend in the loop. Um, many, many people consider it to be an area of diversity. So changing the course of history in the loop just to me doesn't make sense. But and, you know, this this the city that it's in, University City, is, again, it's an area of, this is just me, I consider it to be a, a, a diverse area of many groups of people. And the Loop was the meeting grounds for all of these people, or right. still is. Right. Not to mention just the overall reputation it has sort of nationwide. I mean, it's... It's been it's been ranked as one of the greatest streets in America, and I know on a couple of lists that I've seen, I've seen it. I, I don't see it happening. I, I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not seeing the the connection there for that to be a real thing. Where who 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 started that petition? I I don't know. I'd have to look at the article that I sent you. Okay. Well, well, I guess we'll find out. I don't I don't have a I don't have a sharp opinion on it. To me, it doesn't make sense just because not that I'm against George Floyd having a street named after him, because at the end of the day, whether you whether uh, and I'm not saying I agree with this or disagree with this, but whether you agree or not that he's being made out to be a martyr, it doesn't matter. He already has been. He already has been nationwide, you know. All throughout the country, he's been he's been made a martyr. So whether you agree with it or not, kind of irrelevant at this point, right? Because it's 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 progressed into that essentially. So, you know, you you say that because it, we're so far away from where this all actually happened, that that in a way makes no doesn't make sense to put his name on a street here. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that matters as far as like where it's at because it depends on like how it's affected people all over the U.S. I guess right. You're right. No, I mean it very well could because if it's a, if it's impacted the community, whether it be positively or negatively in in St. Louis, then yeah, I mean the argument could be made 
that there should be a street named after him. And, and clearly, it's there. there's a connection to be made. What I'm saying is I don't think there's an overwhelming connection to be made. Gotcha. To take something like the Del Mar Loop and change its name. Can it happen somewhere else? Sure. Um, the connection that I'm making is that, look, we just experienced all of this not that long ago in St. Louis with Michael Brown. Um, so that's the connection that I'm making. And I think it's extremely important to acknowledge that and keep the conversation going here, which it clearly did. You know, did, we were did, all reminded like, hey, that wasn't that long ago. You know. Did we get anything named after Michael Brown? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Not that it matters. I don't. I don't want to put it out there like it's like I'm saying that one was, you know, one person was better than the other or anything like that. I'm not. I'm just curious if. I want to say that there was in Ferguson, but I can't recall exactly what it was. Yeah, there's, there's, okay, here it is. Yeah, so there's actually a memorial in Ferguson. Yeah, it's on the street. Cannon Field, it looks like. Okay. Canfield, Canfield Drive. So it's on the sidewalk on the street. There's a, like a, what, what do you call it? A plaque or, well, I, I, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's in, it's in the street. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. So, again, I, I think it's if, well, look, neither one of us know. I, I don't disagree with it, I guess, to go back to the original question. I don't disagree with it. Um, but I think it's a stretch. Well, I don't disagree with it. I think it's a stretch that it would actually happen. Now, I wouldn't fight against it happening by any means. I just knowing what I know about St. Louis and about how things go down, especially in the loop, which is all kind of run by a small group of people. I think it's a stretch, but what can you do? What do you mean by that? By it's ran by a small group of people like business owners, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Specifically one guy kind of, he owns a lot of the, I don't know the exact percentage, but a lot of the property there in the loop. Um, has many businesses there. So if you want something to go down there, it's going to have to get by him and city council first. And they're kind of in cahoots, but that's uh, me spouting off conspiracy theories that I'm sure will piss someone off. So is this, is this the same guy that uh, put in the trolley? Yes. Gotcha. Joe I, Edwards. I still, I still do it. His name is Joe Edwards. Oh, I was gonna say I still didn't know who it was. I was just curious. I knew yeah. the trolley was not a huge success. No, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that it's gonna. Be. <laughs> but while we're on the subject of St. Louis, did you see the story about the owners of a bar in uh, the Grove uh, had a bunch of had a bunch of females come out saying that they were getting drugged at the bar and getting sexually abused? No way, really. Yeah, a uh, place called Parlor. I've heard of it. It's like a yeah, it's like a, a small little um, divey. It has like video games inside of it, like arcade games and stuff. Um, I've only been there a couple of times. I know who one of the guys is. I only know him through other people. I've never never had a conversation with him. I just know who he is through other people. But um, I, I had a negative experience with them, so I'm kind of like. Oh, 
when I heard about it, I was like, God, that's terrible. And then I thought about it. I go, oh, yeah, that one time. But I'll tell you a quick story. So, you know, you know, I'm not you know, I'm not trying to put the place on blast, but so like not any more than they could have been already. Um, don't exactly have the best press going right now. But no, I was just trying to book a birthday party there for my wife and they were just very not helpful at all and just didn't seem like they wanted my business. I was like, OK, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. It's, and I haven't been back since. I just had a really bad neg- neg- negative experience trying to do that. So, well, so these girls who, the, these girls who are coming out and claiming this, are they claiming that someone in there is doing it to them or the bartender or they're, they're blaming the bartender, the two owners. Wow. Who I'm assuming bar sort of split time running the place and bartend also. So have they, um, ha- do they have proof of this? Seems like it. I guess the story is to TBD at this point. Huh? Yeah. Really, really crazy. Um, and it's only crazy to me because I do know people that know those guys and that are in business with those guys. So it's going to, I would imagine in some way negatively impact their business and their financial well-being. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong about that, but yeah, it's just a crazy time. 2020 just says, suck it, huh? Just it's, it gets crazier and crazier and it's even, you know, it, you, you forget that it can hit close to home, right? Coronavirus, George Floyd, protests, riots, all of these things. You forget that it can, the craziness can hit you. Yeah, but the, 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 own, the crazy thing place. is too, and I'm not saying that this is what's happening by any means because I don't know the story, but the craziest thing too is that just saying something like that stirs up this kind of controversy and this kind of press, you know? So like even if, even if, what the girls were saying wasn't true and they were just making it up. Just them saying it does this whole, the same shit storm. You're right. And it, it makes, so it makes me think about something and I actually wanted to bring it up. So I'm glad you said that. So with Chris D'Elia, have you heard any more about that story? Uh-uh. I haven't, I haven't heard more as far as proof, the girls having proof that he was doing this. Um, he, I heard on a podcast that he told friends that he has a laundry list of evidence proving his innocence, not knowing that the girls were underage. So I guess his evidence is going to show that he's kind of a scumbag to women, but not to underage girls, meaning trying to trying to trying to get sex from girls, but not underage girls, I guess is the the way of putting that. But the way, but the way you were explaining it just now, I guess, sounds like he did. There's been instances where he didn't know they were underage. That's what the claims are, apparently, and he even has proof that a girl lied about it. But the further it got, and this is all speculation. This is just what I heard. But he has proved that the girl said she was older than he, as he progressed in trying to, whatever it be, have sex with her meet up with her, continue a sexual relationship with her, started to get the vibe that she wasn't the age she said, and I guess he backed out. Finally, she admitted, basically he got her to admit her real age, and he goes, you're too young. And then he called it, he called it. Um, Now, he's claiming that he has all this evidence. We'll have to wait and see. The reason I'm bringing it up is I don't like how several comedians who who are considered his peers have just thrown him under the bus without any proof, right? Just because the girl, like you just said, just because the girls have said it, now all of a sudden he's guilty. Whatever happened to innocent until proven guilty? 
whatever happened to reasonable doubt, you know, media. What? Yeah, it's that's it's, what but, happened. But the fact that his peers are doing it, you know, like automatically assuming that he's guilty. Now, do you know something we don't? Are you, willing you know, to, it's you... almost like an admission of, yes, I knew he was like this and it sucks now that it's come out. But I, you know, we don't know anything. They don't know anything of, of, of his of his innocence or guilt. So to just throw him under the bus and just deem him to be this scumbag, I just think is, I, I don't like it. Now, again, I, if something, if these girls were underage and he was trying to elicit, solicit sex from an, an underage girl, he is a scumbag. And I'm not, I'm not with that at all. I'm not saying that, but just because someone says something doesn't make it true. Right. We got to go back. We go back to that fine line I'm talking about when it comes to just calling someone racist and hateful. And same thing here. You know, either one of us could get accused of rape, soliciting nude photos of underage girls. Someone could just say that about us. And right away, we are now crucified in the media, social media. You know, people automatically crucify us and persecute us without knowing of our our guilt or innocence. Well, I'll, I'll be with the first one to admit when it came to like the whole Bill Cosby thing in the very, very beginning when girls started coming out. In my head, I thought this guy, he, Bill Cosby's up there in age, and these are girls who are trying to get money out of him. Yeah, it didn't take long before I didn't believe, you know, I didn't believe that anymore, and I knew that, you know, shit was had actually been going down for a long time with a lot of women, and I definitely don't, you know, promote it or anything like that. But in the beginning, that's that's, you know, the way I I looked at it. Like, what, what did you did you immediately think? Oh, he's just a piece of shit um no no i didn't no i didn't um but i try not to do that you know because then again i would be contradicting everything i just said and i'd be a hypocrite right. again <laughs> but i really i try not to do that but then i you know i also try i don't try to subscribe to hearsay either but i did hear a lot of comedians come out and say when that whole thing started blowing up come out and say that oh yeah we've known about this this has been the thing for years no one had just no one had, had called them on it, but yeah, yeah, we heard all of these stories. We didn't know if they were true, but we heard them. Um, when I started hearing that, I was just like, "Wow, what what do you believe?" You know, you have to uh, you have to have all of the facts. Let me I'll, I'll tell you something funny. So I was talking I was talking to my wife about Crystalia, and I go, "Don't you don't you find it odd that everyone's just considering him to be guilty without any proof?" I go, I think it's pretty shitty that the, these girls can just come out and say that and automatically his life's over, which really that can't be the, I mean, his career could be ruined because these girls have said that whether he's innocent or guilty or not, whether it's ever proven. And we've seen with stand-up comedians that it can, it can put a dent in their careers. Now we've seen quite a few come back from it. You know, Chris Hardwick comes to mind, you know, yeah. he was accused by an ex-girlfriend of all of these things, right? He was a rapist. He was aggressive. He was abusive and he had all of the proof saved up stockpiled to prove that she was just a nut and he was proven innocent. You know, there was Aziz Ansari, Louis CK, all of these guys. Now Aziz and Louis CK are coming back from those, those situations, but their peers were quick to throw them under the bus without any proof. So, but my wife, I asked her that and she goes, she goes, yeah, it's, it's terrible. But what if, and I go, well, there is the, what if he could be guilty. But it's not okay for them to just say that. She goes, well, they can't stay silent. If it did really happen, they have to say something. You know, otherwise they're just silent victims and nothing gets changed. You know, 
And I, I was like, I get that. She goes, also, wasn't it weird that, isn't it weird that he's played that character in a show like twice now? You know, like that, whatever show, I think you brought it up. Doesn't he play a comedian who's a pedophile in a show that's on Netflix right now? You didn't bring that up to me? I don't think so. Okay, maybe she did, and I'm just confusing, but um, I'm confusing Wait, it. But yeah, he are you talking plays. About Christa, are you still talking about Crystal Leah? Yeah, yeah. Was this in? Um, was this in the? What was that show? Is it called? Was it you? you? Yeah, he's in you. Yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. Does he play a pedophile comedian? I don't remember. I know he played like a celebrity type, but I don't remember what the storyline was. He also played a pedophile in Workaholics, what I'm seeing in just a quick Google search there. Okay. So again, he's he's done this, he's played this character, but she goes, isn't that weird? And I go, would it be weirder if he had done that and he actually is that person in real life? Just a double whammy of fuck. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> but I just, I, I, I don't, I don't like how anyone can just say anything and automatically it's deemed to be true and then now you're, you're, thrown under the bus by your peers and now your your career could be over your life could be over i'm, cur- I, I'm curious did- about have you seen uh i don't i haven't seen evidence or anything like that not that there isn't it, it's not there i just haven't seen it uh but you know danny masterson is yes hide, well, hide from that, uh, that 70s show yeah yeah okay yeah see he's under you know, big investigation right now and stuff like that. And I, I think I seen an article the other day saying that he could, if he's acute, if he's charged, he could face like 43 years in prison. Jesus. What did he do They're They're saying it was rape of two girls. I think three, three, three separate instances where he raped someone. Supposedly. I don't know for sure. Masterson allegedly raped a 28-year-old woman and sometime between October and December that year, he's accused of raping a 23-year-old woman who had invited he had invited to his Hollywood Hills home. Wow. I need a drink. Did you know did you know about that? No, I I think I had heard something about it, but I didn't pay attention. So uh, have you ever seen the show The Ranch on Netflix? No. Ashton Kutcher and uh Sam Elliott. Anyways, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I actually love Sam Elliott, and yeah. I actually heard the show is not terrible. I I, I really just, enjoyed it. Um, I know that doesn't tell anything, say anything to you. Yeah, it doesn't because our tastes don't necessarily align when it comes to TV shows. But he was, no. he, but Danny Masterson was on that show, and he was a major part of the show. And then they had to write him off of the show wow. when all this when all this went down. So he's actually not in like the last season or two. Wow. And they actually so I, they they kind they didn't replace him, but they replaced his type of character with Dax Shepard. Of course, <laughs> makes sense. I so I told her this, and I'll tell you. So I just a fr- personal experience. So like, this is going way back when I was much younger. When I would when I would play shows, whether it be here in town or out of town, I would never. It, let me let me just say this. Not that like tons of girls were throwing themselves at me, but look, we were a band. It was pretty easy to to see which girls wanted more than just a hug, and which you know what I mean. Like we we could tell, 
which girls were out there to 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 fuck around essentially so i never indulged if i didn't know who they were if it wasn't a mutual friend if it wasn't someone who knew someone that i knew never never and this is even before social media i was still just it just wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't my thing and i'm kind of glad that i didn't did you, you did know, you ever for, see did you ever see members of like other bands do that and you just kind of cringe and be like oh bad idea well i have a couple i have i have yeah yeah i, I won't name names but there's there's <laughs> there's uh there's one guy that comes to mind for sure that he was it was well known that he liked young girls we're talking 14 15 what the hell it would have and it would invite them back onto the tour bus. Now, I don't know what happened once the tour bus door closed. I have no idea. I wasn't there. I'm not going to pretend that I know. I'm not going to pretend that I've heard other than, again, the hearsay. But it was well, I mean, it was, it was, it was talked about that um, he, that was his thing. Was he, was he having sex with these girls? I have no idea. It was it was bizarre. He is also he was a he's an asshole, um, just in general. So uh, I would I had always said if that is true, makes sense. I don't like him. He was just a dick, and I'm sure people many people thought that about me. And another guy, there was actually a story that just came out. You know who Black Veil Brides is? Yeah. So their bass player, there's actually was a hashtag going around. A couple of women have come out now saying that he sexually abused them and sexually harassed them. Really? Um, yeah. He he hasn't been in the band since 20, 2018. I have a story, though. So I was at... Then again, I'm, I'm going to try not to say too much here. But I was at a festival. And I was back by the tour buses. And I was hanging out with that band. Okay. And I just remember seeing some things. Going, ooh, okay. Hmm, all right. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to go over in that direction. Let's just say that's about as far as I'm going to go. It was actually really bizarre that I was even hanging out with that band. And I kind of regret it because I missed Smashing Pumpkins, which was the whole reason that I went to the festival. But because I was hanging out with that, and it was fun, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, a couple of the guys are really cool and I was mainly hanging out with their crew more so than them. They would kind of pop in and out, but like, and their, their tour manager, which was the, we had a mutual friends, which is even why we were back there. But I missed Smashing Pumpkins because I was hanging out with them. But yeah, I just remember going, "Ooh, okay." So now, that, I don't know what was going on. I don't know what happened. So but, that was that was this particular guy, or this this was things going on with like the band in general. Just I don't know if it was that particular guy. I can't remember, but just bands plural, not necessarily that oh, band. Okay. I don't want to accuse that. I'm not going to accuse that band of doing anything wrong. But when I saw this story, I was like. Oh, hmm. hmm. Okay. Again, I don't know. Don't want to pretend like I know. I stayed away from it, which is typically what I did. You know, whether it was me or whether it was just me being amongst a group of friends. Again, that was just something that I always tried to stay away from. It just, it doesn't, it makes me uncomfortable. I wish I could say the same for other people I knew, but well, hopefully I mean, nothing bad happened. I'm, but. Not, I'm not saying you're in the minority, but... I mean, to be a young guy in a band 
where, you know, you're saying you don't have, you wouldn't have a lot of girls throwing themselves at you, but it's not like it's not going to happen. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people out there don't have, don't have the kind of self control that you did. Um, I don't know if it's self control as much as it is just common sense. Well, it's, yeah, but I think those two intertwine with people sometimes. And they're self right. they, they can't control themselves to have common sense, if that makes any sense. Well, let me let me let me put it to you this way. When I was playing shows, I was there to sort of now again have fun, party, do a job. But the partying did not consist of me on the prowl trying to pick up chicks. Right. I'm not even that kind of dude in general and in, in life outside of playing music for however many years I've done it. I'm an antisocial person. You know, it's not like I was at a bar or at a club trying to pick up girls. I've done it before. Don't get me wrong. You know, I've gone out with friends and gone to bars and the uh, the objective was to meet a girl. Fine. When I was at shows, I just what that wasn't my mindset. And maybe you're right. Maybe maybe I'm just not wired that way and I'm lucky. That's just that's just the way I've always been. I don't know. Have I met girls through music? Absolutely. Have I been in a relationship with girls, plural, because of playing music? Sure, 100%. But it wasn't a one-night stand. It wasn't like, let me just use you to get sex from you. So, but again, I'm glad I didn't. I I would hate for someone to accuse me of something like that, you know? True or not true. Yeah, it just freaks me out. It always freaked me out. And I can't imagine it being, like I said, today in the world of social media, things like Snapchat, things like Instagram, people constantly have their phones out, putting you in their story, putting you on their Facebook wall. It's like, ugh. I would have to tell people like, hey, so I need you to, if you don't mind, take that video down of me partying, of me doing something. Now, it was never with girls, just me partying in general. I go, hey, I don't want that out on Facebook. I thought this was a private moment. I don't know why you had your phone out recording things. Right. Do you mind taking that down? Most times people would oblige and take it down. There were a couple of times we're like, no, it's my wall. I'll do what I want. Okay, great. Cool. Well, <laughs> all right. Guess, guess I shouldn't have Facebook. And that ultimately is why I'm not on Facebook today. So I just going back to the original point, hey, I don't like on, how hey, his hey, peers hey, are throwing them on a we, we can't move forward on that part yet because you're still on Instagram and Twitter and those things could go up on well, both of those as well. Yeah, but you can't find me by searching my real name on either of those platforms. So, okay, Mister okay. Mister Workaround. I also don't party. I don't. I don't do anything today that I would ever not want on Instagram or on Twitter. I don't. That's, I don't. I'm not worried about it now. Okay, but okay, but why don't you have a Facebook then? I just don't like Facebook. Okay. It's hate and anger and color and words. I hate it. It's voyeuristic bullshit. I'll give you that. Yeah. Most of it is. Yeah. I just think it's in I just think it's incredibly intrusive. And like I said, I I don't see as much of people doing that what I just said on Instagram or Twitter. I see it a lot on Facebook. I think I think I think Facebook. a lot I think a lot of it is because of Facebook is mainly, I mean, you can put pictures on there, of course, but most of it is statuses versus Instagram is you can only put a certain amount 
or a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a certain amount on there. Twitter, especially, you can't put more than a certain uh, small amount of characters on there. But it's more pictures. It's more to promote something or to show off something versus getting to massive conversations with people. Yeah, I've always used Twitter for getting news and promoting something. It's never been to like, hey, at such and such, check me out. I've never, I've never been that way anyway. Again, I think that kind of goes back to my being socially awkward and just being super anxious around people. I very rarely like felt the need to be like, Hey, I'm here right now. I'm with this person, with this person, with this person. Right. Uh, I do it sometimes, but it's usually, I think it's, there's an understanding like, Hey, we're all here and this is a good, a cool moment. Let's all share it. I'm not going to tell you I'm at Burger King with my friends. Like it, <laughs> it, it I don't know. Um, which I don't know why I picked Burger King. Burger King's the last fast food place I would go to. I was thinking the same um, thing, but I was just going to let it go. It's like I would, yeah, I could not see him at Burger King. I'm not a fan of Burger I, King. Yeah, Burger King's terrible. I don't even know the last time I stepped foot in a Burger King. I don't have any idea. I don't think I do either. I've been through the drive-thru, but it wasn't on my choice. Yeah. But that's it. So again, I just go back... I don't like how Chris D'Elia's peers have thrown him under the bus. Did you see did you see the fighter and the kids reaction to it? Mm-mm. So that they they were one of the first to react to it. And I want to point out something too. When you hear someone, and I'm not talking about comedians, I'm just talking about someone in general. Let me ask you this. Do you know someone, and you don't have, of course, don't say a name, but do you know someone who like I'm trying to like, I'm trying to say this. Okay. Do you know someone who's attracted to teenage girls? I don't. Do you, you know what think, I'm talking? You know what I, I'm asking? I know, them, I know right? what you're saying, but I, I'm trying to think. Like the whole pigtail schoolgirl outfit type thing. That whole look, that whole thing. I, I don't you know. know what I, mean? I, I know what you're saying, but I don't think I do. Me neither. So I, I was listening to a podcast and I won't say which one it was. And one of the guys was like, they were talking about Crystalia and about how, well, he's apologizing for his lifestyle. And the guy was like, what, trying to fuck girls? And uh, and he goes, yeah, but also the young girl part. He goes, we all want to fuck young girls. That's what the guy said. And I go, no, we don't. No, we don't. No, that's not a thing. Not all guys, not all men want to have sex with younger girls. You know? It's weird. It's weird that like that, that whole like, oh. If I were some some so many years younger, she'd get it. I'm like, ugh, don't do that. That's weird. I guess I guess it. I guess that is like the whole, like not the younger girl in general, but like the 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 dolling up, like you're talking about, to look like a younger girl. I guess it's for some creepy ass people out there. It's like the the feeling of it's forbidden, so it excites them i guess that kind of a, yes. that kind of a thing super creepy it's super yeah creepy. it's really messed up super creepy i'm just saying um, I, I guess that i guess that's where that comes in yeah so with, with the guy's like oh what do you mean all like yeah he feels bad about his lifestyle wanting to fuck girls and he was like no young girls well that's all guys no it's not anyway um like when i was okay when i was 21 i wasn't I was not interested one bit in a girl that was 18 to my age. 
I was interested in girls that were older than me. Right. Right. Um, when I was 25, anything below 23, I was like, eh, not interested. You know, I just, maybe again, like you said, I'm wired differently, but that's just the whole, okay. So back to the fire and the kid, but hang on before you do that, that's funny considering what's the age difference between you and your wife. Listen, and how much have. younger is she than you? So at what Listen, age, at what have. age did <laughs> that big of an age gap not matter to you anymore? You're welcome. We can move on. I, I just her. had I had to say that. <laughs> there is an age difference. We met each other when we were older. She wasn't a 21-year-old when I met her, okay? And I wasn't 35, okay? We were both older. It's going to be okay. But there is an age difference, yes. Thank you for reminding me of that. But look, she's now my wife and she's about to have my baby. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> So the fighter and the kid, Brian Callen was very defensive. Like, I don't know anything. I've never known. Like, he was very defensive. Okay. His tone, the tone in his voice was aggressive. Brennan Chop started crying. Now, maybe he's just a big, dumb bear, right? He's just a big dummy, which he kind of is. But, like, what are you crying about? Like, he couldn't even talk. He was choked up. So, like, out, out, of, that, out, of, and, out of that, how... How did you, like, how did, what did you think that meant? Do you, did, did it feel like that meant he knew that this kind of thing was going on and now that it's out there, he feels bad or he just feels bad in general? That I think he was trying on? to concept, yeah, no, I think he was trying to conceptualize the situation, but his brain couldn't do it. It was just, it was, it was emotion and brainwaves overload. And he, only thing he knew how to do was either poo poo his pants or cry. And he cried. <laughs> And that's okay. Look, if you're overwhelmed and your your last resort, not your last resort, your your body's first instinct is to just break down in the tears. I'm not mad at you. That's well, fine. Well, let me, I let, thought it was odd, but let me ask you this: in you haven't named really besides them, besides Callan and Shab, you haven't named anybody who has thrown him under the bus. You've just said that a lot of his peers have. So I'm I'm assuming that's a lot of people in the comedy scene yes. and things like that so la right, so, the la comedy scene okay yes. so you you still don't have to name any names names if you don't want to but are these people that brendan schaub and brian callen are around yes okay so do you think that it's pretty unlikely that they would not have heard stories from the rest of the la comedy scene for them to be that defensive and say i've never heard anything like that now, I, can't, I know we can't uh, absolutely know for a fact, but just... Yeah, yeah. Have they heard stories? Maybe. Do they know? Maybe. Um, I don't think that's the right thing to do is to be defensive right away. Again, because the truth has not come out yet. It's just accusations, just allegations. So I thought it was bizarre that that was their immediate response. One, to be super defensive. And then... And also... There's another narrative that a few, I've heard a few of his peers say that Chris is a ladies' man. Okay. What does that have to do with anything? Right. It has nothing to do with anything that's going on. What if he's not a ladies' man? So then if he's not a ladies' man, he can't be accused of... Right. Anyway, um, I just thought it was bizarre that the one's first instinct was to get super defensive and aggressive about it, and then the other's was to 
cry. And I, I think the defensive part was sort of premeditated. And I think the crying perhaps was a, a real reaction right. to something that he just could not comprehend. Either way. Um, it wasn't, uh, hasn't some stuff come out against Joey Diaz here recently too? Yeah, some people, there was a video that resurfaced of him on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about how one of his openers had to blow him to, or one, one of the comedians had to, had to give him a blowjob to open for him or something like that. That podcast is 10 years old and he said the story was nearly 30 years old. So it just resurfaced now. People were trying to cancel him and Joe Rogan and it did, it didn't work. It didn't work. He's doing just fine. There, there is no bigger open book in this world than Joey Diaz. And if that, yeah, but also if that one store, that one store, I mean, you could, all you got to do is listen to the church. Yeah. And you'll have his entire life story. If you wanted to do, if you wanted to get him for anything, he's everything is there. Yeah. But he, he's the one that said it too. So yeah. it's, it's, you're, you're, you're taking the story that he told, which he was on a comedy podcast. Did it ever occur to you that he might've been joking? Which, you know, of course, we can't joke about anything anymore these days. We've, we've discussed that many times. We don't have to get back into that. But did it ever occur to you that he might be joking? And, oh, also, he's the one that said it. So what are we doing? What are we trying? Who are we trying to cancel? Why are we trying to cancel him? Um, no, it hasn't. It hasn't. And many people came to his defense, too. Many people on Twitter. I mean, this is all me going off what I've seen on Twitter. But... He is an open book. You're right. And we've talked about some of the trolls that have tried to take him down and good luck, I guess. Right. You know, good luck. Do we know everything about him? Of course not. Does he have skeletons in his closet? Probably. Is he open about those? I don't think there is open about those skeletons. (laughs) All of them. Maybe not, but most of them. Yes. I'm saying, I don't Uh, think, I don't think there's skeletons in the closet. There's, there's definitely skeletons, but they're not hidden away. He's friends with the guy that he kidnapped. Right. Friends with the guy that he kidnapped and went to jail for. Um, so I don't know. He's an interesting cat. I, I mean, I don't. He, but he, uh, he's. I, I, you could consider him an outlier. Um, let's talk about something positive. Baseball's back. Baseball is back with no fans. Apparently, it's okay. I think 60 games is uh, not enough games to determine who the best team is, but I'm okay with it. Let's 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 get it going. What, I do your, know that. I want to know if you agree with me on this as far as the no fans thing goes. Baseball, to me, has never been – it's not a fan gets you hyped up. Like, fans don't get you hyped up for the game. And especially if you watch it on TV – you you know you're you're watching all the players on the field. You're not watching the fans to to help in any of the hyping up process or getting you excited or anything like that. So baseball to me, without fans, may be the one sport that doesn't matter, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going to change the experience of watching it on television. Not maybe a little, but you still have the color commentators you still have the the announcers i'm sure you're still going to have the organ you're going to have the walk-up music 
It's just there's not going to be that fan reaction, which a lot of times when you watch on television, that that noise is just white noise. Right. Anyway, so I don't think it's going to change at all. I'm excited, I, but I am a giant baseball fan. I'm a little bit worried about my my favorite team um, having 60 games to to make their mark. They are a notoriously slow starting team. So that 60 games could be trouble. Um, we'll see. I'm just happy it's back. 60 versus how many do they normally have in a season? 162. 162. So baseball would have started when? When would it, when it would have, uh, well, when, when would spring training have been? Opening day was supposed to be sometime in May, I think. I don't remember the exact date. Okay, and we're coming, so, and we're bringing it back when? Uh, the end of July. Training camp starts July first, and they're going to come back at the end of July. <clears throat> so that still seems crazy, though, doesn't it? For it seems like they might have cut out too many games. Yeah, well, sixty games is not a lot. But I'll tell you this: if my team wins the fucking World Series, you better not put an asterisk next to it. That's all I gotta say. Pan- Don't even try it, baseball. <laughs> Don't even try it. Cleveland won the year of the pandemic. Y'all, y'all can say what you want, but we won. I don't care how many games were played. The reason, uh, the reason why I have to agree with you on that is because we said the same thing with the Blues. Yeah. If they want to give us another Stanley Cup, let's do it. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by it. Um. So, on the last podcast, I said I'm going to introduce you to a band every. Every episode here. Okay. I want you to do research. So did you watch, let me ask this. Did you watch the link that I sent you, sent you on white pony and Deftones? No. What a shithead. Okay, fine. We'll I, move on. I listen. I promise you, I will watch it as soon as I hit, I hit stop today, tonight. No, we're moving on, moving on to a new band, new record. Okay. Well, I'm still going to watch it. I have not had time. That's fine. I appreciate that. Have you heard of the band Project 86? I don't know. Maybe? That's a no. That's a no. Does it ring a bell? Does it, does it sound familiar? It. I think it does. Not enough to okay. tell you like a song or anything like that. They sing, but I. It, the name sounds familiar. Okay. So here's what I'm here's here's this is going to be my this is why I'm picking this this band this record the okay. record is called Drawing Black Lines. Okay. Okay. I'm going way back to the early 2000s again on you. Okay. The reason that I picked this is because you made a comment about White Pony saying that it might have been a musician's record, right? A little bit, a little bit. Now, you didn't say it was over your head. That's how I perceived that to be. So mm-hmm. we'll just leave it at that. So I picked this one because I think uh, it's got a little more, a little more groove to it. Okay. I think the music you'll be able to relate to the stuff you're listening to now. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. So I want you to check out Project 86 and the record Drawing Black Lines, and then I want you to report back to me (laughs) with your thoughts. (laughs) Okay. Now keep in mind, too, I'm not going to give you obvious stuff. I know. I didn't expect you to. Okay. Like, I'm not going to ask you, have you heard uh, Toxicity by System of a Down. Right. I'm not even going to go there. But I'm not going to lie. Gonna, I'm kind of go. hoping that I can surprise you at some point to where you you name a band and then I'm like, oh, I do. I'm going to try my very best to make sure that that's <laughs> not happening. Okay. What an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> so Project 86 drawing black lines. Got it. Um, actually, I'll throw another tidbit of, of, of information out there for you. They are a Christian band. Okay. I know you, you once upon a time were a churchgoer. I was. Went to the Ozarks with your church group and did that one time. Six Flags and all that good stuff. So I used to listen to a lot of that music too, like the DC Talk and. Okay, so they were they were a part of the Christian scene, uh -huh. still are, but. But they're still. A what band? are some other Christian bands you listen to? Mm, like, I guess it would be a little bit newer, like Toby Mac. I have no idea who that would is. Would be one of them. I also listened to used to listen to some stuff that was like deep. Christian to like casting crowns and stuff like that. You ever heard of casting crowns? No. Okay. Must be after my time. Probably. Well, what about like bands like Blindside or Living Sacrifice or the OC Supertones? I've heard of the OC Supertones, but I don't, okay. I've never heard of the other two. Okay. You might have just given me an idea for my next one, but we'll, I won't even say anything then. So we'll stick with Project 86 and drawing black lines. You, you let me know what you think. Okay. I'm going to say that my favorite songs, and I'm going to give you titles. I'm just going to tell you numbers. Track two and track eight on yeah. the record are my, are my favorite. Okay. Yeah. I can do track that. Track two also has a music video if you want some visuals to help you out as well. Ooh. So you can go to YouTube and find some stuff. Okay. But don't go to YouTube first. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. Is that enough for the day? I mean, we just keep keep being negative on these shows, man. But the world, 2020 is a negative maybe, whirlwind of fuckery may, right maybe now. Maybe 2021 so. can be the year of positivity, positivity in Raised on the Radio, but it's not looking like 2020 is going to... I, I I don't have high hopes right now. <laughs> you don't have high hopes. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I want well, to. Look, baseball's back. We got a, a cool UFC card this weekend, which we can talk about after it happens. True. You know, the NBA might be coming back. There's a lot of things to look forward to. And hockey's coming back. And hockey's coming back, right. Talked about that. And you get to start listening to something besides butt rock. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if you listen to butt rock. I just always assume. I don't even know why I assume. It just depends on what you classify as butt rock, really. Like in your mind, what butt rock is. Mm. You've named a few bands that you consider to be butt rock. Yeah. But. How long would it take you to tell me your favorite band? Five, four. That's easily. Three. Uh, it's two, in my head already. One. Go. Breaking Benjamin. That's butt rock. Okay. <laughs> That's in your head. In in your head, that is what you consider butt rock. Uh yeah. Yeah. Not a bad thing though, dude. Not a bad thing at all. I'm hungry. Me too. All right. Let's get out of here. Word. We're out. <laughs>